0: Oh my goodness, this is, wow, this is something for me. I am, I am quite blessed and honored that I get to preach the first week that Wayne's gone. Um, it's all up from here, but, <laughs> but Lord willing, this will be fantastic. So just before I get started, I'm going to pray, um, and then yeah, we'll get into what I have to say. Um, so God, I just thank you for this opportunity. I just, I, I want to cast all my anxieties on you, and I just pray that um, what I say is guided by your spirit, and that as I go forward and preach this message, God, that I bring glory to you. I just pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Wow, how are you guys doing? Man, I, oh, I'm so glad there's people. I, man, I've missed people. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, shake it all off. We're good. Um, so, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am the youth minister here. Um, yeah, And, yep, this is a great morning for me. We're good. Okay. Um, I started working out about a year and a half ago now. Um, and one of the things that I started w- uh, with, I went with a bunch of buddies and... Um, one of the workouts we do is the bench press. And so for you, those of you who don't know, it's, I think I have a slide for a picture of it. But it's like you get on your back. Yeah, that one. There we go. It's like that. Um, but for me, it was quite a bit of a struggle. I wanted to keep up with my buddies. They're, they started a little bit ahead of me. And, you know, I got on. I jumped into, right into it. Um, but fortunately, we had a trainer. And as... Um, I was doing these exercises he pointed out to me he's like you know what Lyndon you really you know I see there's flaws here you're really struggling on your left shoulder so you know we're gonna take you off the bench press knock my pride down a little bit and we're gonna put you on the dumbbell press for, and also have a slide of the dumbbell press that's the dumbbell press <laughs> Is that, you? that that's yeah that's me no that's not me but we went back I went back to the dumbbell press, so all my buddies are pushing numbers on the bench press, and I'm here with my, my dumbbells on the floor, pushing up and getting down, but so the whole point of this is like, my trainer saw me struggling, and he took me back to the basics, and because I thought I was strong enough to do what the other guys were doing, but I wasn't, and so Paul, Paul was traveling around Antioch in the Roman Empire, and helped establish a church in Corinth. After he continued his travels, he caught wind of some misconceptions in the church of Corinth that they were wrestling with. So he wrote them a letter. And so in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-6, we see um, he's taking them back to the foundational truths. Kind of just like how I was brought back to my foundational strength training so that I could actually do a proper bench press. Paul is coming back here and he's just taking them back to the foundational truths. So I'm just going to open my Bible. If you have your Bible here, you can turn to it. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 1-6. Also, it's on the screen. I don't know if the font's big enough. It is. We're good. Um, But yeah. Now, I will remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand... And by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in, the, in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day in accordance with scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, which is Peter. Um, then, to tw- then to the twelve... Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. So what he's kind of talking about here is he's just taking them right back to the foundational truths because there's some misconceptions in Corinth and they're kind of dividing themselves among people who follow Paul and people who are fo- they're following different preachers rather than focusing right on the, the foundational truth, which is that Jesus died for our sins, and he's kind of talking about here that his death was proven by the fact that he was buried. He was buried for three days, and then his resurrection was proven because he rose again and appeared to these 500 people, who these people at the time, they could go and they could go talk to these people. They could go be like, hey, did you see Jesus walking around? And they could go like, yeah, I did. He was over there. He ate some food. Um, but Yeah. And it, his, his resurrection wasn't just a spiritual resurrection, it was a full bodily resurrection. He was there in the flesh, Thomas, one of the disciples, wouldn't believe until he touched the scars that Jesus had, and then he did, and then he's like, wow, yep, pretty much that. You're real. But yeah, Paul took him back to the foundational truths. Oh, yes, we're good. Yeah. Woo! Uh, one of my other jobs that I do is I'm a teacher's assistant. Um, so uh, I work with a group of grade two threes, and part of my job includes monitoring them at lunch. And they are quite a handful, let me tell you. Grade two threes, they're running around. They don't really listen to you. Um, and, and me, I, I like to think of myself as a kind soul, and I really struggle with uh, authority on two threes. Um, but anyway, uh, these two threes, uh, without fail, uh, like we go, I go in there for lunch, and um, we ask them if anyone would like to pray. And without fail, there's one little boy who stands up every single lunch. No one raises their hand except him. He stands up, and he volunteers to pray. And I am struck by how powerful and how foundational and how honest and, like, God-inspired his prayers are. And he's grade 2-3. Like, you think of a little boy, and you don't think of much. You don't think he's going to preach to you. He's don't think he's going to speak into your life through his prayer. But he does. It's without fail, like week after week. And it just, it just demonstrates the, the foundational truth that this guy, this little boy, knows and understands and believes. that, And it doesn't matter Who's talking if God's working? These foundational truths, if you keep these in mind, the fact that Jesus died and came back to life and died for your sins so you can have right relationship with God, these, these things, that's what's important. If you look at the back, we have a chair. It's, it's a little bit different than the other ones. Uh, it, it, it looks different. It's, it also has two cushions. And you think... Why is there two cushions there? It looks pretty, but why are there two cushions? And you realize that those cushions have a purpose. It, if you sit on it, they prevent you from sinking to the ground. <laughs> because it adds like an extra foot and a half of, of feet. But it's kind of like like how so on the outside you don't expect it. Like You look in, at that chair and you're like, why is that there? But then you realize it has its purpose and that it's, it's part of the foundation There's a bunch of examples in the Bible where God uses the unexpected or the unusual. We talked about feeding the 5,000 a little while back, where Jesus uses a little boy's lunch. Rather than going into town and helping the economy, he he chooses to use this little boy instead of going to the local food truck. Um, And even Paul kind of addresses this in 1 Corinthians 2. He talks about... How, oh, uh, he, he talks about how, uh, I'm just going to read it, and, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God it's kind of he's talking about how he didn't come with worldly wisdom as we would expect he didn't come with fancy speeches and everything he came with the power of God and the faith in God and just spoke. And it ties back to the fact that it doesn't matter who's speaking if God is working. (laughs) You can't get caught up in the dramatics of speaking, but just speak with faith that God is working, and you you have to be able to trust that God is working, and that he's present. When I started my strength training, I'd look at my buddies I was training with and think, I can do that. They're, they're lifting not that much. That's something I could do. Uh, but I didn't realize that what I was doing was destructive. It was taking apart my shoulder. To look at an external, in, look through an external influence like my trainer, he took me back to the foundational truths just like how Paul took the Corinthians back to these truths. It is important For us to do that, just as, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Anyway, but in a bit, we're going to talk, we're going to be doing communion today. And that's kind of what communion is about. Communion is about remembering. Jesus says, this is my body is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He, these are the, bringing you back to the foundational truths of the fact that he died for our sins so that we can have right relationship with God, so that we saved, so that we're able to have this connection and that we have hope in an eternity with him. Man, I, that went way shorter than I thought it would. I'm out of papers. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I hope I drove my point home that the, Jesus, Christ is sufficient and that like, yeah, he loves us. And I, I pray that you guys understand and grasp it like I have. But I, just, I guess I'll close in prayer, and then we'll get, we have more worship songs and, and communion later. So thank you guys. <laughs> oh, man. God, I just thank you for these gracious people that have tuned in and that are here present, God. And I just thank you for this opportunity, for my first steps in this journey that you've sent me on, God. And I just pray that uh, as of next time that I'll be more able to impact these people. But I just pray that what I've said today drives home and that it's comprehended that these people understand, God, how important this message is. For them, for their sake, God. I pray this all in Jesus' good and holy name. Amen.